wants to jump. 1,000 cars. Sir, you have a 1,000 cars. I don't think I'd attempt to try this stunt. Or we, we, we owe this horsepower to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Too many cars. Car. You know, roses would be... Uh... Like, I put my beer belly on it. Yeah. And you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have. You'll really give those uppity yuppies something to think about. Stay on the bar. Don't go yeah. off the bar with your Bronco. 1980 Volvo horns, what's right? Like, me, me. Yeah, the man's coolant. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. It's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this a Nigerian oil print? Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's har- a horrible, very horrible podcast content. Very inside joke. Welcome to another episode of Auto Off Topic. Hello, Brad. Good morning, afternoon, evening, depending on when you're listening, Andrew. How are yes, you? to everyone listening through space and time, right? Yes, all space and all time. Well, you could be listening to this at any time, anywhere, because it's a podcast. So That's true. That's why I said good morning, afternoon, evening. Just to make them all That's feel right. comfortable, so I don't confuse them. If somebody was driving to work in the morning, and I said good evening, they might just turn around and go home and get fired, and it'd be my fault, and I'd feel terrible. So I don't want that. So let's not have that happen. So good, whatever time of day it is, while you're hearing my voice. What's new, Andrew? Oh, not too much. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I guess we can talk about NASCAR because. I kind of missed the race because it was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And then okay. I only listened to the IMSA race on the radio because I was cleaning Stephanie's car. Not because it was okay. Mother's Day. It really needed to be cleaned, but it just happened to be Mother's Day. It was the first day I had to clean it. Sure. Said everybody in unison. A likely story. Um I guess I'll take care of your stuff because it's Mother's <laughs> Day. Um, hey, listen, this Mother's Day, I did watch the NASCAR race and I went to the junkyard. So it was. Uh, the problem is they're on. It was like right now that we're into that nicer weather. You can check that off the bingo card. Um, there, It's like peak time to do stuff on a Sunday afternoon here because they're at like. OK. You know, the NASCAR race here is at like 3 p.m. Sure. Where it's what noontime where you are. I think the one this week started at noon. Yeah. yeah. So it's like right. I don't watch them live. I, I record each race and then I watch it later in the evening. Usually. So I watched the recap of this one and. Okay. Kind of bummed that I didn't watch it in real time because it was looked like it was a good race. There was some good racing. There was unfortunately though uh, there was a lot of lulls in this race. Um, yeah, the recap is probably the best way to enjoy it. I'm not going to say it wasn't a good race, but there was definitely a lot of a lot of time where it was just not much happening. Uh, when stuff did happen, it was exciting, but it was definitely yeah. You, you define on a recap. I'd say a recap is the way to go. I uh, I one of the reasons I do record it is I do like you know to be able to fast forward to the commercials because then I feel like a I'm not consuming commercials, which is wonderful, but b I am also able to cut the race time down into a smaller chunk of watching. So 
And when you fast forward to the commercials, you can they usually do. I know Fox does the side by side coverage, so you can still see what's happening. And if there's any passing happening, you can unpause it and watch the passing during commercials. But if it's just all cars driving in a line, I just kind of usually fast forward to the commercials. Yeah. So, you know, the three and a half hour race only takes two hours right. to watch. So makes it uh, makes it a little more palatable watching the actual race. The only issue is I had to go into my phone and like delete any alert that might give me any kind of NASCAR news. Cause I got a lot of races spoiled, mm-hmm. but I think I got, I think I got knocked. I had no, uh, no spoilers this time, but so. they were doing a lot of throwback liveries, which was pretty cool. Yes. Do you have a favorite throwback livery? Uh, I liked Byron's chrome illusion car. Yeah, it was the worst chrome illusion color though. It was like the kind of green to tan color. Oh, that's not my favorite blue at one point. I don't know. I, yeah, green, tan, blue. I don't know. I, it wasn't my favorite. There was a brighter colored Chrome Illusion car I liked more. I, I only liked it because it was like, okay. I don't know, that was the only time. Because Chrome Illusion like, didn't make sense anywhere to use it because it was too expensive. And it's ugly. Yeah, it was only good <laughs> like, as, as on, a general like, rule, not to free. show off like what PPG could do on Gordon's car back in the day. Yep. And, and pace yeah. cars. Because remember in the 90s, they had all those PPG pace cars that were all done in wild mm-hmm. paint colors. Some of them, the flip-flop colors. There are some flip-flops that are cool, but I just think a whole car flip-flop is usually too much. And it works on a race car because it's a race car. Yeah, it's it's like very... I probably liked it because it was very 90s. Sure. That's, that's the real reason. I don't, sure. well, my, I don't really like love Chrome Illusion, yeah. but um, it just made me nostalgic for the 90s. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I wonder if they'll be able to do a... Because he won the yeah. race, which means that Lionel will make diecast of it. I wonder if they can do the Chrome Illusion paint and not make it cost more. They would have done it anyways, because they make one of every car, every race. But they definitely make yeah. sure they do all the race winners. Unless it's a monster livery. And then they're um, like, nope, sorry, can't do it. Just a black car for you. Yeah. So my favorite throwback car was Joey Logano's car. Yeah, what was that one? So it was it was a blue nose, white center, and yeah. red tail. So it was done up. Uh, it was a Penske car. He's he's a Penske driver, and Penske used to run AMC's in both Trans Am racing and NASCAR. And the AMC like factory race livery was the red, white, and blue three tone, like just bold, big sections of the car in each color. Hmm. So it was a throwback to the Matador that ran NASCAR in the seventies, which as, as like the obscure car fan and the AMC fan of the two of us, I appreciate greatly because those are some of the best looking race cars of all time in that generation. Like they were still sheet metal cars. They had just gone from like actually full stock bodied cars to like kind of stock bodied cars, but not anymore. They still a little bit more of a silhouette than the real thing at that point. But they were just a really good looking race car, really aggressive. The big wide tires kind of tucked way up inside and flared out and it really made a good looking race car. So I liked that throwback because it's one of my favorite paint schemes. The Any of the red, white and blue AMC stuff from the 60s to the early yep. 70s is high on my list. So obviously AMC is not involved in NASCAR anymore because AMC doesn't exist anymore. And I think Logano's car is a Chevy now. No, I think is it's it a Ford? Ford. I can't remember. I'd have to look, but I don't remember. Uh, he is a Mustang. Yep, you are correct. 
So, but anyway, it was cool because I had the, like I said, the the Matador livery, and that's, uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it's probably my favorite eras of NASCAR, 70s stuff. So I don't think. Um, yeah, not everybody had. I don't think everybody had one a throwback livery though. It was only yeah. No, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping it was going to be like I turned on the TV in 1992. And there's going to be like a Tide car and Interstate Batteries car and a DuPont car and all the actual throwbacks. But they were more like inspired Tribute. by throwback liveries. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't actual throwback. It's liveries. not the greatest song in the world. It's that was a, a little bit disappointing. This is just a tribute. Yeah, that's that was a little disappointing again. But hey, it is what it is. At least they tried something. The Richard Petty car was cool because hmm. uh, that's Eric Jones, I think, in the 43. So they painted it like his 67 Plymouth and did just the bottom of the car in blue and the top section of the car in black, like a vinyl top. And they had Kyle and Richard Petty both in the booth during the first third of the race in the first stage. And they were talking to them about that car when Petty drove it. And Kyle was telling the story about how they ran at NASCAR with it with a vinyl roof on. And it was a mistake because the roof was peeling back partway through the race. <laughs> And then they put Richard in and Richard was like, no, 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 no. It wasn't a vinyl roof. He goes, we painted the roof black to look like a vinyl roof for marketing. He goes, what happened though, is we cut the roof off to put the cage in. And like when they welded it back down, the welds didn't penetrate in the front and it wasn't the vinyl top blown off the car. It was the <laughs> actual top blown off the car halfway through the race. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of a cool throwback story, but that was a neat, a neat tribute too. But again, it was kind of, it was just a petty blue car with a painted black roof so it wasn't a livery per se but i guess that is the livery because what petty ran at the time but i don't know it was cool and then the biggest thing was the wood brothers car was some pink livery from the from the 90s but the wood brothers car every week is a throwback livery so i was like that's kind of disappointing because the wood brothers car is one of my favorite cars of all time it's a white slab side paint and the whole top section, hood, roof, trunk, and like the side of the roof structure is all done in red. And it has the gold number 21. And they've been running the Motocraft sponsorship yeah. since like 1964. <laughs> like it's always been the same car. So that's always been a throwback livery. It's just tradition. So it was kind of like weird to see that one not. In fact, you know, I work at a Ford dealer now. So I have that diecast on my desk because it kind of fits in. Like, hey, I've been to NASCAR, but also here's an actual you know, motorcraft livery car for my desk. So I don't look out of place. I'm a Chevy there. Can't have the big bosses mad at me. Right. Yeah. So. And then, so now they're coming up. The all our star race is this weekend. At, at Wilkesboro. Wilkesboro. Yep. The yep. refurbished North Wilkesboro, which if you looked at some of the pictures, it looks really cool. The before and after pictures, what they did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. That was that track was on an episode of dale earnhardt jr's uh lost tracks show right uh, i think so and the, but it was it was never quite yeah. it was like shut down i was just reading about it it shut down in the late like 2011 2010 um and it's been kind of in limbo for a while and then it was like two years ago the north carolina government signed the budget and had money in for the Charlotte Motor Speedway, Rockingham Speedway, I think, and North Wilkesboro to like restore them. 
or put money towards them because they're like tourist attractions. Right. Um, but yeah, it, and they're kind of doing like uh, speed weeks, basically, like a speed week. Like they're doing a bunch of okay. like support races up to Sunday. Like they're doing everything, I think, from like modifieds up to cup cars. I don't know how the lower. I yeah, don't they're know starting the tiers. with modifieds. Yeah. They're doing outlaws and yeah. modifieds. I know they're doing the the Window World seventy five or one twenty five, and the Harley Davidson yeah. one twenty five or seventy five, and they're all like the Arca, much lower Arca tiers. Cars? Of... Is that what I'm thinking of? They kind of look like a NASCAR, but Could they're be. like what you'd find at like your local speedway. Yeah, which is what North Wilkesboro was for a long time. It was not a Cup yes, Series it track. It's at years up, and up years until ago. Nineteen ninety six. Right, but then from then until the early mid two thousands, there it was just kind of a local yeah. track. It was no longer a. But that's crazy. That was uh, they were running actual... cup races up till ninety six, and it was literally like yeah, because a tiny facility. it was. Well, think about New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, was July nineteen ninety three. That was like a brand okay. new facility, right? That's like was like state of the art, and then you've got this racetrack. That was running basically the way it was from 1947 till 1996. Right. Right. Well, except 1947, it was still a dirt track. So at least it had that going for it. It was paved. Yeah. <laughs> they added paving at some point in the 50s or whatever, 50s or 60s, which I I also learned from reading about it. It was the fastest racetrack for a while. 73 mile an hour top speed. Which doesn't seem very fast, but then you realize they're doing that in a 1941 yeah. Chevy. All right. It makes it actually fast. So that, and then, so anyways, going back to like, they're running like Arca cars. Uh, one of my favorite sports car drivers, Jordan Taylor is running a car there. Yeah, he is. He's doing the full uh, Rodney Sandstorm livery on it. So it looks like an old day. Um, Jeff Gordon. Car, yeah. Right? Yeah. They did the whole Jeff Gordon DuPont yeah, stuff without that. putting DuPont on it. Yeah. It says something else. On yeah. It they instead, put Rodney but... Sandstorm as the driver. Yeah, cool. which is really funny. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't know who Rodney Sandstorm is, look up um, Jordan Taylor. Cause he has his whole like alter ego and he'll go to like a NASCAR race dressed as a Jeff Gordon super fan named Rodney Sandstorm. <laughs> it's like kind of unhinged. Like, it's completely unhinged, but it's what we like about Jordan Taylor. He's he doesn't take it too seriously. The, <laughs> you know, some of these, especially some of the sports car drivers, take it so seriously, and he's just kind of like, "We're race car drivers." But the funny thing is, we go, we seriously race. It like got him friendly with like the Hendrick people, and that's how he got the the seat yep. in for Coda. And then uh, I think that's how he ended up. They got Jeff Gordon a race in the Rolex Twenty Four like three years ago. Right? Yeah, it could be. Could all be related. Um, yeah, it's it's there's there's some really cool NASCAR history stuff when you when you dig deep into it. I know we're actually planning in, and uh, some more episodes about actual subjects, and uh, we're talking about movie cars and car movies and something the other day, and maybe a, some kind of NASCAR history one might be a a go to dig a little deeper on too because there's some really cool really cool history in NASCAR. Well, I want to go to a race again, and it's really annoying that like. It's the same weekend as New England Forest Rally at sure. New Hampshire. 
I'll fly out here for the final race. Yeah, maybe. And then it's like, luckily, IMSA is not the same weekend. I think I've talked about this before. Like, almost every summer, it's like New England Forest Rally, NASCAR, IMSA. Oh, one week in July? Let's do that. One weekend. That's it. All of the yeah, great totally. races in New England the same weekend. All of the high-level professional races yeah. that happen in New England happen the same weekend every year. And it's also the same year as my dad's uh, concourse. That yeah, it's, runs. that's also like, the oh. same weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I always got to pick and choose events. So many, so many times I've gone to New England Forest Rally and woken up at like... 3.30 a.m. on Sunday at camp and packed up my gear and jumped in the car and raced home to be home for the concourse on Sunday. So it's too much going but on that it's, weekend. It's the Sunday of doing the Forest Rally. So I don't know. Maybe. It's kind of a long day. The NASCAR race? Well, I mean, if you stayed somewhere up that way and kind of stayed in between, it wouldn't be as bad. I don't know. Or just fly out here for the Phoenix race in November. Or whenever it is. It's after summertime. I know that. It's actually the last race of the year. It's usually where the the cup is decided. So it could be a cool event. I'm going to check it out this year. For sure. I'm not going to miss that. i to buy tickets now. Stuff's been selling out. From what I hear, the Phoenix race doesn't usually sell out, but... Although, actually, you know what the one did here this year? Never yeah. Mind. I lied. True. I forgot that. Yeah, I think, I, uh, I mean, they had the most people at the Rolex 24 in a long time. I think Sebring was the same. Um, yeah, I got it. I definitely want to try to go to IMSA here because the, the only the only problem with Lime Rock is they don't run the prototypes, so you're not going to see those. Okay. It's too small. They'll just run uh, GTD. And uh, GT Pro. Which I'm more into anyway. Yeah, but the prototypes are cool because they're really fast. I've never seen them run anywhere. I've only ever seen vintage prototypes. Well. Which are still really fast. Yeah, in like 30 years, you'll be like, oh, man, those prototypes were really cool back then. I wish I saw them. (laughs) Maybe. I think that the, the 80s prototype cars are way cooler looking. Like the Nissan and the Porsches, then. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're cool. The new ones are pretty cool looking. I, it's just cool because they get to throw. I don't. I don't hate them. Everything at them. I don't hate them at all. I'm partway through a model build of the uh, Toyota TSO 21. So yeah, that's like 20 years old now. But yeah, it is. But it has the same style as the current (laughs) ones. That's what I'm saying. I know it's an old one, but. It's still it's, it's it's a different style from the '80s ones, is what I'm saying. The '80s ones look like they could be a streetcar almost, like an exaggerated version of a streetcar. So IMSA did, um, sorry, not Lime Rock, did Long Beach, and then they stayed out west. Okay, for Laguna Seca this past Sunday. Correct, and and I don't know why I didn't go to that because I was planning on it and then I forgot it existed. Yeah, I. That's you mean Long, Long Beach, or you mean? Both of them. Yeah, I was like watching Long Beach, like the highlights. And I was like, Brad only lives six hours from there. Like we literally went there for, yep. like, right there for JCCS. Japanese, yep, uh, car show. I'm like, oh, yep, <laughs> I should go there one year because that yep. is supposedly a really good weekend because you get 
uh, I don't know if drifting's the same weekend. Okay, yes, so you is. get drifting, IndyCar, oh, weekend before, IMSA, uh, and they do like stadium. You at least get definitely, yeah, you definitely at least get IMSA, IndyCar, and stadium trucks. They just, uh, I don't. Drifting know. might be the weekend before, but yeah, you'll get like stadium trucks like, as a support series, and then other stuff. Whatever else they do. Yep. And they used to do the celebrity race and all kinds of cool stuff there. I don't know if do that anymore, but they used to. So yeah, no, I I would yeah I wanted to go to that, and I wanted to go to Laguna because I haven't been to Laguna yet. Yeah, which is also not terribly far away. So, so that I watched I'll, some of the highlights of that race. Just... Um, and I was listening to it on IMSA Radio, which the, the first corner, like you remember the first corner from playing Gran Turismo. <laughs> Of course, the, the left. Yeah, you go over the hill, down the hill, hard left, <laughs> hairpin. Like the Porsches had the pole, the prototypes, and just both of them just like overshot. <laughs> and like everybody went around them. It's like, okay. So they were in dirt? Yeah. Hmm. Like locked up tires, like had to go back in, get tires. Yeah, Laguna Seca is a little further away because that's NorCal, right? Yes. Monterey. That's probably 10 hours or so, I bet. Yeah. That's not quite Long Beach, but it's probably, I bet it's, I bet it's 10 or 11 hours. Either way, it's still not, it's still not outside the scope of being able to drive out no. there or hop on an airplane. It's probably an hour flight, two hour flight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, get there. I have an office out there. Just try to, just try uh, to wrangle that in. That right? one, oh right? yeah, I can go. I, sh- I need to go out there for a week. But anyway, we live in a good time for racing. There's good, 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 good racing. For sure, for sure. I don't know if there ever has been a bad time for racing in modern car history. Racing's always been pretty good if you know where to find it. I think it's more what it is. TV coverage hasn't always been good, but yeah, I guess that's the racing thing. Has been good. Yeah. Just there's, we, we live at a time where there's so many cable channels and not enough stuff to fill them all. So some of them get racing now. Like I've been watching the Trans Am series has been played on Thursday nights. They play it on, I think, is it, is it Mav TV or one of those weird like mm. motorsports and something, motorsports and vehicles? I don't know, Mav stands for something like that. But they've been playing the weekend, the prior weekend's Trans Am race every week on Thursday nights, which is cool to watch too, because Trans Am cars are so cool too. Yep. So actually they're going to be at Lime Rock, I think in two weeks. Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Okay. So that one will be cool too. There's Lama. Should be in the middle of June. Correct. Which you're going to. I'm not going to. Oh, you're going to... I couldn't get tickets, remember, because they're sold out. Not going. So you just right, said dude. no. I forgot. Right. You're doing Nürburgring instead. Yeah, because maybe. You're doing Topic Ma Lama. Yeah, maybe no one will be there because everybody will be going, all the motorsports fans will be going to Lama. So it'll just be you and a bunch of amateurs. Just regular traffic. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be busy. No. It'll be cool, nonetheless. It'll be super cool. Any project car stuff for you, Andrew? Moving on from racing? No, I just uh, I drove the Montero to Cars and Coffee at Lars Anderson. It was too busy; I couldn't okay. get in, so How I was just that? street parked it. 
last time I went there, that was the same issue. I couldn't get in. I had a street park and I was annoyed because I couldn't find street parking and I almost left and I finally found a spot. So, and if I remember correctly, we were there pretty early at that time too. Actually, you were two cars in front of me and got in and I did not get in and I was double annoyed. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't, it's, they have limited space, but also they kind of have people that like only want supercars. But looking at pictures, there was some cool stuff there and definitely some supercars. Yeah. But then there was just like rows and rows and rows of just new cars. Well, our friend Joe went there. I met him there, but he was he said he was in line at like eight o'clock waiting. He's also in a new car, yeah. so he's also lame. I'm kidding, Joe. Your car's cool. But yeah, but there was <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's just not for me. Enjoy your cars the way you want. But like there was like a a dirty, unwashed all track with just like a bike rack on the back and like rust colored wheels. Yeah, that shouldn't be there. I mean, it's a car. Yeah, I guess and it's it's hard. It's it's hard to gatekeep, right? Because you don't want to gatekeep because you don't like being gatekeeped or gatekept. But at the same time, some things just don't fit in. Like I'm kidding about Joey's Joey's Camaro. Like obviously, like a one le car that gets tracked and is modified is is cool. Don't let normal traffic in. I just get tired I of seeing. Yeah, but what yeah, exactly. defines normal traffic, right? Because then you have like my all track. If I had it all shined up and I had cool wheels on, I have cool wheels on it. Like, what's the difference? I don't know. Not there is no different. It's just but you look at it as your daily, not your fun car. I think that's the difference, and maybe that's what we're. I I really don't know, Andrew. I don't have an answer for you. It's it's really hard to do, and I think you just need to find the crowd you vibe with and stick with them. And that's just kind of how it has to it was be. Like, like, I like going to the events I like going to because people who are like me go to them. Well, yeah, and I, it's not like it was a bunch of douchey people or anything. It was just like, I, I guess there just wasn't enough space. I don't know. There was a car next to me on Stroll Drive that I could tell was going there. And when I got in there, they were in there. And I was like, they were only like a minute ahead of me. Like, I don't understand. Right. But, I'm sure there is also some, like, a spot is saved. And if somebody sees something that they think belongs, they might flag it in. Who knows? I don't know. I, you're right. But there was like a Delica in there, but like not space for my Montero. So I don't know. Yeah. And enjoy the car the way you want to enjoy the car. I guess that's the best way to say, it, like you said it, bring whatever you want to whatever you want to bring it to. As long as it's not something that has a hard and fast theme. Um, I guess you're allowed to bring it. It's just go to the things that make you happy. And half the reason I go to any of these events anyway, is an excuse to drive my car. It's an excuse to get out in that vehicle that I spend time and effort and money on. And the destination of the cars and coffee is more just an excuse to get out and drive the car, to meet friends, to see people I know, to get out and enjoy my car by driving it is really the reason for it. So I'm not, that's why, that's why you and I don't go to trophy shows. You know, we're not showing our car to show off. We're going to these events to be with like-minded people. So I guess at the end of the day, we can't really, be mad, can't really be mad about it. It's just, it's hard to define what makes a good event versus a bad event sometimes. And I don't know. I look at a pictures of an event like that and I'd like, I'd choose a different event. 
So. Well, no, I went because I like Lars Maybe Anderson. I if I was there, I would. And Joe was yeah. going. I love the museum. And I had my son yeah. for the morning. But again, so. that's the whole point right there. You went because Joe was going and you had your son. So that was your reason to go. And that's totally acceptable. Which is would it have been time. more fun if I didn't have to walk halfway across the park to get in? Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's not as bad getting in. It's when you got to walk back to the car afterwards. You're like, oh, so far away. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be a, a, a whiny person here, so I'm not going to say anymore. But I, uh, as far as the actual event goes, I don't know. There's certain cars and coffees I just don't go to anymore. And it's because I don't like the crowd. I don't like the cars. I don't care. I don't fit in there. Yeah, well, you have so but, many to choose from. That's the other problem here. There isn't that yeah. many. So everybody goes to this one. Yeah. I guess if you want a good one, you got to make it yourself and make it with your own people and kind of make it a hush hush operation. So, well, you've got, you've got four till four, but that's literally like every weekend. So, and it's themed each weekend. So usually it stays fairly close to on theme and it's every weekend. So people don't have to go. Yeah, that's what you need. Actually, when it's too hot to go midsummer, that's when I love it because even less people go. So it's good. But but like like you said, you went to see just hang out with Joe, and you went to you know take your son to a car event, and that's the important part of the whole thing. And we were talking about this in the Discord the other day. Like, you know, half the reason, like I just said, we go to car shows is an excuse to drive the car. The other half of the reason we go to car shows is an excuse to hang out with friends. What? So, a car shows aren't fun by yourself. Well, the- you're you go to a car show by yourself. You get in, you walk, you walk around the event, you see every car, you go home, you leave. If you have friends, you spend time hanging out. Well, the other decent one is the one in Andover, but that just gets like the parking lot so small. It just gets overrun so fast that you can't even like it's not even you can't even get in. So. Right. Just stop going because it's like. I don't know. It's true. It's weird because, yes, it's like I have I have a nice car, so I want to participate by putting it in there. I don't want to just street park it, but whatever. That's. It's a weird thing. I don't yeah, know. no, I get it. And then they, and then the other issue is some of these events are getting ruined by people who you know do take participate the wrong way. Like we actually went to the Pavilion Show here a couple, uh, last Saturday, and we're trying to socialize our dog a little bit because you know she was a puppy during COVID, so she didn't get a lot of socialization as a young puppy. And we're trying to bring her to like some car events and get her around. And we went there and we had to leave because people started acting foolish and you don't know how dogs get around fireworks. Well, they get the same way around purple tunes and crackle tunes and two steps. And, uh, it just became obnoxious way too fast. And we had to leave quickly because the dog was nearly having a heart attack. So also annoying, but whatever. That's me just complaining and being an old man, I think. So, Take that as you will, but don't mess with my dog. <laughs> I guess I should have thought about it. I should have thought of a fact that it was going to be loud. Yeah, I don't really take it was louder uh, than normal. dogs and car shows don't really work, but to each their own. It's it's not that I want to take their to every car show. I just I'm trying to socialize her a little more to make her a little better on leash, you know. And the thought process was, oh, take her there. It's a big open parking lot. There is a little bit of noise. So if she does bark, it won't be the end of the world. And there's a lot of people and their dogs. And we can kind of like work on our go to the dog park. socialization because 
The problem with the dog park is she's off leash. So off leash, she's wonderful around other dogs. On leash, she gets some of that leash aggression, and we're trying to curb that. But we need to go to a place where there's other people and dogs to have the interactions. So that's the problem. Anyway, one step at a time. We do go to the dog park. It's just different. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you about that when I've discussed it here. Just being a dog owner for 12 sure. years now. No, I get you, Mr. Expert over here. But it is what it is. If you just, even if you just walk wait, wait, wait. just around on the leash, they get used to it. No, of course. And we, we do. We're just, again, trying to bring the people factor but, in. That's all. Like she barks at people or barks at other dogs? Anything that comes close to us. Oh, that's totally normal. Dogs of just do that. Is, but we're trying to make it a little bit less... A little bit less aggressive. That's all. So the thing is, we'll like, you just don't. It's like you just you don't acknowledge it. You just keep walking. Sure, you're 100 percent right. But it's anyway. It doesn't matter. We're working on yeah. it. We'll get through it. The problem is when people try to approach your dog, and you're like, "No, please don't." Like, just. Yeah, well, it's hard not to because people are people. Yeah. People don't understand sometimes that dogs are. It's like you wouldn't walk up and pet my child. So what are you doing here? Same, same, same well, rules. People apply. don't have a weird thing about black dogs. So, like, you know, they get close to Enzo and he'd start being aggressive, and they get like scared. I'm like, well, don't. I didn't tell you to come near him. Get so close. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not like I was bringing him up to you. Yep. You just gotta move back and bring oh, it to the anyway. wheelhouse, and then that's fine. Sure. Absolutely what's going to happen. I'd like to drive back out there and bring her there, but unfortunately, the new job doesn't allow for too much uh, long-time travel. So, anyway. Anyway, where were we at? Car shows, cars and coffees, before our tangent on dogs happened. Uh, car shows, cars and coffees. Oh, yeah, events. Anything else you've done? No, nothing. Cool. All right. I've done a few things. Haven't done any events since the Kyosha Club event. Uh, pictures are still coming in from that from various photographers because apparently there's a ton of really good photographers out here too. And they've been uh, posting some really good shots. So if you follow the Kyosha Club on Instagram, there's some neat stuff happening. Uh, and some stuff that I've shared as well along the my stories from other photographers. But uh, I was sitting at home on Sunday morning which is Mother's Day. And just doing, you know, Mother's Day things. We were watching one of the kids for the weekend. So we were just kind of hanging out, just being doing family stuff. And I got a text message or Instagram message from my friend Christian, who was at a junkyard downtown or down where all the junkyards are. Andrew, it's the one I took you to that had the Volkswagen and F-150 on a spike out front, like a tower. I don't remember I don't where that was. that one or not. You can give me some cross anyway, streets and I'll be like, yep, don't know where that is. Oh, that's why I gave you a landmark because it has a, it literally has a spear out front with a, a Volkswagen Beetle and an F-150 like hanging like 10 junkyards out there. They're all they all look like they're in the same area. I don't know. They're all in the some, same area, which is why I gave you the landmark of the spike with cars on it. I don't know. But anyway, There's some area by the airport that is like all junkyards, I think. Yeah, Buckeye Road. Broadway, all that right down there. 
anyway, so I get a message from him. He's he's at the junkyard, and there is a 1982 Toyota Cressida X62 chassis like mine. And it looks pretty complete. It smashed pretty hard. But I'm like, oh, man, I have that issue with my spark on the Cressida that we've talked about here before. I need that igniter. I can't find that igniter. I had gone on the sites that you use for finding obscure Japanese parts, the Amamaya and the uh, Partsuk, and there's one more. But anyway, I used those sites, and I found the part on Amamaya for like 230 bucks, which I was like, sweet, score, purchase. Uh, and then they got back to me, and they are like, we can't find it. So that didn't do me any good. So this car is in the junkyard, and it was all smashed up, so I know it went in running. Assumedly, it was running when it got smashed up. So I'm like, oh, good. That means that, you know, as long as the ignition parts aren't smashed, I can grab that part off this car. So it was Sunday, and Naomi's like, no, you have to go get that part. Like, it's not every day this part just shows up. Run down there and grab it. All right, cool. So I jump in the car and I ran down there and I grabbed the part. Andrew, this car, I sent you pictures of it, so you already know, but I'll talk about it here. This car was an 82 Cressida. It was the like fully optioned leather seat, sunroof, radio with the graphic equalizer, um, the alloy wheels, like cruise control, air conditioning, the whole nine, every option the car could come with. 45,000 original miles on it car before the accident somebody had sprayed it with like black plastic dip which is odd but under the black plastic dip we were peeling it off the paint was immaculate under the hood every part of the car still had like that gold coating on all the fasteners and everything there wasn't a speck of any kind of rust or any oxidation at all on this car the car is stunningly stunningly gorgeous unfortunately it looks like it got rear-ended by a mac truck and then flipped over and slid on its roof so it had a rough last day but what a gorgeous car otherwise and it made me terribly sad to look at it in there and know that it had been wrecked so badly um because it didn't it was just so nice so nice taking parts off of it was just everything just came right off that wasn't jammed up and balled up in the corner uh it still had the factory kyoto headlights in it like the car was perfect super sad that it's wrecked but uh like they say one must die so one must live right so i grabbed the igniter for my way not nearly as nice 81 cressida and some trim pieces I grabbed, some emblems that my car is missing that are impossible to find, some of that stuff. I grabbed the radio out of it because I have a friend who's looking for a factory radio for one. A couple other things. I was going to grab the intake tube, but unfortunately it was cracked in the accident because it was hit hard on the right front corner. And that's where the air box is and, you know, bent everything and cracked that intake tube. So that sucked. But overall, I got a small little score of parts. I'm trying to get back there because I was running out of time and didn't have a place to put it because the interior in the car is immaculate. And I'm hoping it still is when I get back there this weekend because the leather in the car is literally still soft. It feels like a brand new leather jacket from the store. 
and it's a dark brown, like chocolate brown leather. Door panels are perfect. Seats are perfect. It's it's immaculate. So I'm hoping nobody ruins it like they do at Junkyards. Just cut it for no reason at all. And I can get back there this weekend with some more time and grab the entire interior out of the car to put it in my car because it would be a huge come up for my car. So my car has the tan cloth and it's it's not bad shape, but it's it needs to be replaced. And tan cloth with tan carpets. This car has the brown leather, but the carpets are still the same tan and the dash is the same brown. So it wouldn't even look out of place. It would all match perfectly. So I need to get back there ASAP and hopefully that interior is not ruined. Because I'll be tremendously sad if somebody ruins it. Because that's what people do with junkyards, right? You ever get a car and they just cut the interior up for no reason? So hopefully it's not the case. I've never but, found that. Oh, I found that so many times. You get cars that the seats are just sliced for no reason. But anyway, a um, couple other quick junkyard notes while I was there. There's a Galant VR4 that's there. Unfortunately, it's already been robbed. Fortunately, it's been robbed by somebody we know, so that's good. Oh, it's the same. Uh, I don't know why it was in the junkyard. Yep. Don't know why it's in the junkyard because it was also a nice car. It was a different one. It was a complete car. Okay, fine. That's the same one. It looked like it would be a running car. Same car. Yep. (laughs) So it's a black black VR4. Uh, Our friend Josh, former guest of the podcast actually, has the engine and transmission at his house. Actually has the entire roof off the car at his house and some other trim pieces. Uh, one thing I did notice while I was there, and I forgot to go back and grab when I was leaving, the trim on those in front of the rear wheels, that's rare, right? The little dog leg? Yeah. Yeah. People, people need them. Okay. I should have grabbed those and I forgot because they were intact on this car. But I forgot yeah, to get that's them. that's weird. So. I, there's got to be like so few of these left now. Yeah, I want to go back next weekend to look at the Cressida parts again. I'll see if that car is still there, and I'll grab those dog wing trims. So I'm sure some of you will want yeah, those. Yeah, the problem is mine is pretty complete, but, so I don't need much. No, but somebody will. So, And I still have the dream to have another one someday, so they're not too big to hang around, hang on to either if I wanted to. Um, what else was there? There was like a 74, 75 Civic was kind of cool. It obviously been just baking in the sun for decades because there was not much left of it. But that was kind of neat. There was a... I'm trying to think what else I even took a picture of. That was really mostly it. Some weird 80s economy cars. Stanzas and stuff. But yeah, I don't remember what else there was. I feel like there's one more cool car I took a picture of. Oh, there was a 77 Toyota pickup like mine. But any part I needed for my truck was already missing off that truck. So didn't take anything from there either. So... Anyway, uh, fast forward to the part of the story you're all waiting for. Got home, didn't put the igniter in the car. A couple days later, had some time, put the igniter in the car. Pretty easy install. Went to start the car, no crank. Not even a crank. Check the battery, 12.08 volts. It's pretty low, but I feel like it should still crank. That's not like, I don't know, maybe it's a cold cranking amp issue. Who knows? Put the charger on it, let it charge for a couple hours, went back out to start it. It did crank over. Still wouldn't start. Cranking, cranking, cranking. I can smell the fuel, so I know it's getting fuel. Pull the coil wire, put it against something, you know, to make it spark. Crank it over some more, no spark. So still no spark. 
So I know we tested that coil, Andrew, um, and all of the tested numbers came out, like when we did use the, the voltmeter to check the ohms across the positive negative terminals. But this is literally nothing else to check, right? So I ordered a new coil today. So we'll see if that fixes the problem. But I don't know what to do at this point. I don't have any, I don't have much more in me with this. <laughs> it's like, I need a win between this, the Starion and the Toyota truck. Like I need a win. So I was hoping this would be a win and it would start, but it did not start. So I'm not sure what the next step is. I mean, other than try that coil, but if the coil doesn't work, then I'm really lost. I don't know what to do. We've literally checked everything via the book, the way it's supposed to look, the way it's supposed to work and absolutely nothing. So we shall see, I guess. I have the coil hopefully be here tomorrow. Uh, I won't be able to do it tomorrow night because I'm going to a concert, but hopefully sometime on Friday I can take care of it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to make this thing run. We've gone through everything, so I don't nothing makes sense anymore. It's it should just run. Like Everything we checked, checked out good. It was all like, if this, then this, if this, then this. And it was never that. It was like, if all else fails, it's the igniter. Put igniter in it. Nada. So coil is it. And then I have to give up. I don't have to give up, but I don't have much more energy left. And I should spend that energy and time elsewhere at that point. So whatever. I do have somebody who wanted it, see if they still want it or not, but who knows? Should see if I can get the whole 47,000 thousand mile drive line out of the one yeah. the junkyard. Although it probably wouldn't fix my spark problem. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Those are my project car updates. I don't have much else. I haven't worked on anything else. Um, I haven't done anything else. All the exhaust work stuff that I was going to do, I haven't done. So no other updates, no new news. Anything else nothing for you, Andrew? No, nothing. It's been kind of a lame car week. I bought uh, a set of Corso for Xbox. Okay. Because I was reading about uh, a guide on the Nurburgring, learning it. And apparently it had okay. that game has a very good uh, they laser scan the track, so there's a really good render of it compared to like Forza. Okay. Um so I've been using that to like learn the track. What are your thoughts? It's pretty good. The physics the physics are like really good. And it like it feels really good on the wheel. Um and it's like forty bucks for the ultimate edition, which is like all the DLCs. Because the game came out in like 2018. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't have like. It's funny. I was not even. I was not even aware it was for Xbox. I thought it was a PC only. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of games came over to Xbox now, especially the new ones, because it's basically a PC. So it's like. Doesn't have a lot of cars, but the physics are really good. Does it have some older vehicles? Because I was looking at the stuff I was looking at. Everything was like a hyper race car, and I don't like driving those in games because they're too fast. Uh, there's a couple older race cars, but 
it's funny. I was watching a YouTube video and the person was talking about learning the track in a game and they made a good point. If you use like a really slow car, you're just going to get bored because it just takes too long because the track's too long. So like okay. I've been running it in a basically what would amount to like a GT3 spec Audi R8. Okay. Yeah, with like 500 horsepower. But it's like, so I'm doing like, you know, seven and a half minute lap times. Right. Which is one third what it'll take you in a car. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not getting bored. <laughs> okay. And it's like easy to, it's like really easy to drive. I just, I have all the like traction control on and stuff. It's like, I'm just learning the line. Like, it's just not sure. I tried doing it. There's a first gen Miata and I was like up in fifth gear. It's topped out at like 130 on these straights. <laughs> and you're like, okay, just this sitting is there. boring. I mean, well, I disagree. I like using the slow cars, but I'm a slow. Well, guy, so. in a video game, uh, on the Derby ring, it's pretty boring. Like if you were using um, an NA Miata on Lime Rock, where it's short and you can carry momentum, different story. But on a super long track in a video game where there's no like nothing bad will happen, <laughs> like I don't even have to pay attention. Sure. So that like, and I guess learning the track in a much faster car when you're out there in real life in a much slower car, it'll be a little bit more palatable yeah i guess yeah maybe but it's just like i don't know if you did the actual derby ring in a first gen miata that would also be fun but because there's like sure. the real life danger added to it yeah you lose something with it being virtual and it's yeah exactly it's it's super boring yeah, I, I guess I could maybe get with that because I remember sometimes using like even in Forza, something like the, you know, a D or E class car on a big track. We don't like doing it. You go to the smaller yeah. tracks, on the slower cars. Yeah. Or do you remember in. Was it GT4 where it had the stupid challenge where it's like you had to drive that like 1812 Mercedes. Yes. On the Nürburgring that did like 12 miles an hour. I don't remember that particular challenge. I remember driving the Patton wagon and some tracks for some challenge. I don't remember doing the Nürburgring. There's something in it that's like, uh, I don't think it was like a thing to get through the game, but it was like one of the extra challenges. And it was, yeah, you drove like the Patton wagon and, you know, at the Nürburgring, (laughs) it's doing like 12 miles an hour. And it's like, why do they even put this in the game? Like, this is miserable. (laughs) I remember trying to use that car and it wouldn't even climb some of the hills at like some of the tracks. Yeah, so. it was really weird. Uh, sure. This game's got not fun. kind of weird after like GT3, if I'm being honest. I think GT4 was still good. Yeah. It's just they were trying to show the whole history of automobiles. Yeah, and then... Start from the first. Like, what else was strange? Oh, I just lost it. I was trying to... Th- like... Oh... Uh, the last one I had for PlayStation where they did, it was a challenge where you drove the lunar rover for a time on the moon. It was, <laughs> okay. ah, it's, 
it's just like a little too a little too out there a little too strange okay i don't i never got that far he's never got anything beyond a ps2 as far as playstation goes so i think i ended at gt5 was ps2 maybe four maybe i think four, four I ended at might even be I don't know, i think i don't remember now i know i at least had gt4 so I never had Beyond PS2, so it must be there. I think but, four was PS2, yeah. I still have the total like love for the game, even though I never went beyond GT4. Like I still love everything Gran Turismo. Like the early stuff was so impactful that it will never go. Yeah, away. exactly. I just hope that the um the new Forza is good. The new Forza Motorsport they keep advertising. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will be. Actually, I just bought some new garage art because I have a. I'm changing out some some posters that uh, I have that are going to a friend, and I managed to pick up an original Gran Turismo advertisement from the original Gran Turismo game. That's going to go on that wall now. So, just kind of that whole. It will always be there. It's a it's a big print ad that had, uh, I think, an Evo four or five yeah. as the like centerpiece of the ad in the full like pixelated Gran Turismo yeah. graphics of the time. So that'd be a cool garage piece. Oh yeah. And actually GT one made the U S debut May 16th, 1998. Oh, to yesterday. Yep. Wow. Look at that. I just remember. Yeah, I just remembered I saw that. So it was out for six months before I even got it because I didn't get it till Christmas. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I remember getting spring. Like. I was still in middle school. School was getting out and I got it. Yeah, you must have got it right away then. Mm-hmm. So, because I remember I played it. I played your copy of it a bunch with you and I was like, I need this. <laughs> oh, that. So, so that reminds I me. I, PlayStation, though. I have. Uh, I have my Palmer track day coming up. So that's Saturday, and I've got a, I got a windshield banner. It's a Gran Turismo windshield banner for the G twenty. I don't know if that's cheesy or not. I don't know. I kind of like. I it. mean, it's just it's just vinyl. I can just take it off. It looks dumb, but I was like, eh, I'll put it on there for a little bit. Well, it's funny because I always thought about doing a Gran Turismo windshield banner on something. Um, I always wanted either a Tamiya one or a Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah, one. Tam- a Tamiya one and would be cool too. Yeah, but there's another guy here in town that has a Tamiya one on his Corolla. So I can't do it now. So unfortunately, it's not going to happen. If you ever somehow got like follow... an Integra Type R, you do like an HPI one. Yeah, I'm not getting an Integra Type <laughs> R anytime soon. Unfortunately, I, I wish I was, but uh, I am not. Yeah, I don't know if you follow uh, Wang Chung tonight on Instagram. I think you do. He's got a red AE86 coupe that has the uh, Tamiya or Tamiya windshield banner on the cross over top of the windshield. I've even, so, uh, now I want to find just the Tamiya Square logo. Just put it on the Montero. Oh, I ordered some. I literally, this is a weird conversation because I literally just ordered some of those earlier in the week. <laughs> you can buy it just, just around eBay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I ordered some because I want them for my. I wanted one for the quarter glass of the Colt. I was like, I want one for the one for the wagon because 
it's such a nerdy thing that only some people would get. Yeah. But I'm totally into it. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I, I ordered one. There's a there's a guy who makes logo stickers for all the model car companies, and he has like every iteration of them for sale on eBay. Hmm. Like you could have an AMT sticker if you wanted. So, very cool stuff. So I ordered a couple Tamiya ones and a couple of others for the garage door, but the Tamiya ones for the cars. Yeah, I gotta figure for out sure. the windshield banner because it's. You know, the windshield's curved. The banner is Mm -hmm. straight that they send you. You got to tuck it up under the molding. Yeah, it's. Or use heat and figure it out with a razor blade at the molding. Because it's. um, It's six inches tall and it's 60 inches long. But when I measure the windshield, it's like 48 inches. Okay. And then. Like I have. You know, the Gran Turismo part is separate, separate letters. So it's, I just got like a, a matte black, you know, top part of the windshield thing. And sure. then the letters came from the seller separately. It was like two different auctions. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, how long is that? Am I going to have to like adjust the width? But I laid those across the windshield and it's the exact width. It's like, okay. Perfect. That's cool, but but still, but those are straight. So I'm like, I gotta figure out how to like give that a gentle curve without making it look weird. The lettering can go on straight. I think if you look at most windshield banners, the lettering is straight. It's straight, but it would like follow the bow of the windshield, I guess. Sure, and that should just happen naturally. Okay. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's not like it has to curve like a rainbow. It's a curve. Well, maybe I'll try it on the, on the windshield. tomorrow night. Yeah, I should try it. We get to lose. Yeah, it's not like yeah. they're like 10 bucks a piece. Well, it's I've never had a car with a windshield banner because it used to be the windshield banners were cheesy and they were all cheesy things. But my my future Starion project, you know, the one that will someday eventually get done, is just a plain white non-liveried Starion narrow car with the factory Mitsubishi racing banner they had on the windshields of the race cars, which is just like a white windshield banner with red ends on it with the white Mitsubishi logos in them. So and I've always had that envisioned in my mind to do that. Which I'm looking at all so, the Tamiya model kits and all of the Mitsubishi race cars have that same banner. Yes. Yep. So that's in, in the, in the time of my brain, <laughs> I'm always picturing that. I was going to do it on the Eclipse because they ran the the Macau oh, yeah. Grand Prix races with the Eclipses, and they all had it too, but I never did it. And I was like, no, I'm going to save that for the Starion. So hmm. We'll see. I'll get there. Anyway. All right, Andrew. I think it's a podcast. That is a podcast. Because I don't think I had anything else. Come follow us everywhere. Discord. Come join us on Discord, please. Mm-hmm. We uh, got a pretty good group there. It's a lot of fun. It wastes a lot of time in my day, and uh, I'm here for it. So I like it. A lot of um, it chainsaw enthusiasts. Yeah, uh, as, as of yesterday, it was a lot of chainsaw talk. Uh, I did not participate because I have no experience with the uh, said chainsaw. But uh, it worked out because today somebody on there had a tree fall half down their backyard. So... They knew some local friends that had chainsaws, so they can get it cut down now. Yeah. 
because you never know what you're going to find. <laughs> but, yep. Uh, Instagram, follow us there, Auto Off Topic. Follow us on Twitter, Auto Off Topic Podcast. Uh, follow me on Instagram at TSISS350. Follow us both posting at Parked on the Block for our finds of cars for sale. Uh, I got a neat little race car going up tomorrow, so that should be a cool one to check out. Cool. Probably already up by the time you hear this, I'm sure. And uh, Parked on the Block on Instagram, as well as Parked on the Block minus that last K on Twitter. Andrew, where can they find you? I am Race and Anger on Instagram, Race and Anger on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Go for it. Excellent. Come follow us. All right, cool. As always, keep your cars analog and name for the roses.